Hello, and welcome to Between the Lines. I'm Esther Hatch, and I'm here with Sarah M. Eden, Tracy Hunter Abramson, and Sean and Bessie. And today we have a special guest, Amy Parker, who has actually been a huge part of all of our careers in the last few years. So we're really excited. Also, spoiler a little bit, <laughs> this whole podcast would not even exist if it weren't for Amy. So she is Senior Marketing Manager for Shadow Mountain, a publishing house, and also has just been involved in marketing and publishing and um, promoting books for years and years. So I'm really excited to hear a little bit more about her story, and we're going to talk a little bit about how the podcast was formed in the first place, and we're just really happy to have you here, Amy. Thanks for coming. Well, thanks for having me. When you first told me that you wanted to have me on here, I'm not sure I was that excited because... You know, I've made the four of you do some things over the years that I don't think you do. And so this is opportunity for payback. I so I I'm a little anxious, but you know, I trust all of you one thousand percent. So Okay, good. I was like, how did we not even think about that? We should have I know, that. we totally let that fall. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, Amy, tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey into the world of publishing and how you um got to where you are now. So uh, personally, I'm from the UK. So this is why Sean and I, I always, I always go the wrong way. Sean and I have uh, <laughs> a, 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 probably had an instant connection just because both of us are from the UK. And I've been in the United States off and on, but the first time was 25 years ago. So I've been here a while. Um, I'm from Liverpool, it was where I was born. And so I'm a big Liverpool fan, if you've got soccer fans out there. Um, I have five kids, one that's married, two really naughty beagles. I feel like if I wrote a, bi a bio, my two naughty beagles would always feature in my bio. <laughs> um, and I've been working in the book world for about 12 years. Well, almost 12 years. Being paid to work in the book world. <laughs> <laughs> it's an important distinction. For almost 12 years. So it's been a, it's been a good journey. And the, I have like a long story and a short story of how I got involved in publishing the short story is Esther Hatch. <laughs> That's how I got ended up in marketing. But uh, the long story is a little bit more interesting than me just mentioning Esther. Um, but really, Esther did play a pivotal role in me getting into working in a publishing house. Um, I actually, you may be surprised, uh, those of you who know me have seen me online or chatting about books. But I, I used to love reading books when I was a child and in early teens. And then it evolved somehow into nonfiction. I'm not quite sure what happened, but I I think it might have been to do with college. I don't know. I did business studies in high school and in college. And so I had to read the paper. <laughs> I had to read the newspaper. Financial Times was my favorite. And so I think I just got into a rut of reading nonfiction. And so when I got hired um, at the bookstore, the very first thing that people would ask me which books I recommended and I knew nothing about the fiction section like nothing and um and so I was really good at giving people advice on all the non-fiction but I knew nothing and I remember these these two ladies one day they pulled me in and they said tell us what's new and what we should buy and I said okay full disclosure I know nothing <laughs> and I'm not even going to try and make something up and they just looked at me with complete shock 
and we're like, how do you not read these books? These are amazing and you work here. And I said, I just don't. So I thought, okay, uh, recommend something to me. And actually, they actually picked up Sarah Eden's, um, gosh, I'm gonna look really bad, but I don't know. <laughs> but it was a Sarah book. That was hey, a there's, a, there's a lot on that list, so. <laughs> it was one of your jungles. Oh my gosh, this is really bad. It's all right. I should have pressed. Sarah Eden's jungle pressed. book. We'll leave it anyway, that. Pick Layton's your favorite. Book. It's Leighton's book. Anyway. Oh, Drops of Gold. <laughs> yes, Drops of Gold. And they basically put that in my hand and said, read this one and you'll never look back. And they were right. Yay. <laughs> I, I just read and read and read and read until, I mean, I had like two whole full bookshelves there in the store to kind of work through. And I read so much fiction. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I've looked back since that point. But I have those two ladies to thank for that because they now sucked me into a whole world of fiction <laughs> that I wasn't participating in. And so from there, I really got involved in influencing. And I actually, um, Forward Reviews, which is a national publication that deals with reviews, approved me to actually work for them on writing professional reviews, which I was really excited about. I thought, this is cool. This is the next step for me. And then Esther Hatch <laughs> popped into my life. <laughs> online and she was releasing a book with Covenant and I guess they had no marketing person at the time and I was she was asking for help and I thought gosh I've done this for years this is what you need to do I can help uh what do you need and then she said to me you know <laughs> there's a job at Covenant <laughs> yeah. you should apply for it and I looked at it and I thought I live I think about, and I looked at the where it is in American Fork, and I thought, I live an hour and a half away from that location. I'm not even applying for that job. That's just a waste. It's not, I'm not going to ever drive that. But then I thought about <laughs> it over the weekend, and I decided I'm going to apply anyway, and I got the job. Um, and I worked down there a couple of days a week and from home the rest of the time. And I haven't looked back. I've been in marketing ever since. Despite a year in sales, <laughs> I did have, do sales for a while, but marketing's really is my heart is at, and so I'm really excited to be back. And we that. can we can totally see that as authors that your heart is in it when you're marketing our books. Yeah. I think it's Absolutely. such it's I, been an I'm awesome really thing. Crazy ideas. I really yeah. <laughs> I wonder sometimes when I'm with my team and we're talking right now, we're talking about our spring books that are coming out at Shadow Mountain and making all the plans. And as we're in these meetings, I just these things come into my head, and I just think. What are these people thinking that are on the team with me? And I just come out with just weird things and say, hey, wouldn't this be really cool? In fact, we just had a conversation about a book, but I'm not I'm not going to tell you because it's probably probably very embarrassing from thing for me, I admit. But I just had a crazy idea and they all kind of looked at me like, wow. <laughs> I would be aiming to say that. So uh yeah, we we have a lot of fun and I have just a crazy mind that will come up with things. And here the four of you are doing a podcast. I know, because of one of your crazy ideas. And <laughs> I, for me, if if I had to come up with one description, well, there's many ways you could describe Amy for different facets of her life. But as far as her work goes, thinking outside the box has to be way up there on yes. your list of skill sets. So we appreciate the fact that you do that. Oh, so No problem. Tell us more about why you love marketing and promoting books. Because you obviously do. It just like oozes out of your pores. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm so passionate about the book industry as a whole. Um, 
you know, I just, I just had the opportunity to go attend a, a conference, um, a national library conference in Tampa a few weeks ago. And I got to talk to just hundreds of school librarians. It was definitely, this was definitely for the school library market, this one. There is other conferences where they'll speak to different crowds. Um, but it was, it was really cool to just, I think having those conversations with other people that understand like the impact that a book can make on a, a person's life. And in this case, children's lives where they're shaping a lot of thought and opinion um, are also really important. And it was just, I think I thrive on having conversations with other people that care about it as much as I do. And um, and so I think that's why I love working in the bookstore and talking to customers. Um, and that's why I love, you know, in fact, it was kind of funny. My I'll remember my first couple of days at Covenant and I think everybody, I looked at the list of authors that were, you know, working with Covenant and I was very giddy. I was like, how did I get this job to work with all these people that are just my heroes? And so, um, very nervous to write some of those first emails to people who have just been like, "Ooh, way up there <laughs> on my uh, admire list uh, as a fangirl for a long time. And so it, it really did, it really does feel like a dream gig most of the time. I mean, I feel like it's very demanding and there's a lot of hours and a lot of time and a lot of stress. And I've had to learn how to manage stress <laughs> doing this job. But I have to say, it's just, I think it's the opportunity to work with books, work with amazing authors, and also just to, like I said, I do have a creative wild mind. And so it gives me, it gives me an opportunity to just come up with ideas, think of ideas. I don't know how many jobs allow you to do that. You know, I'm thinking from my year, year and a half in sales, it was just miserable. It was like, it's just not my thing. I know some people really love sales and, and reports right. and accounts and those kind of things. It's not me. So... <laughs> You know, you guys will know there was times where I texted you and set up Zooms because I just needed to see my authors again. <laughs> yes. You know, we don't communicate much in sales with the authors. Mm -mm. And so, you know, marketing's just a fun place to be, I think, in any company. But um, well, and you also like you're talking about being our fans, but we are all your fan. <laughs> like, yeah, we we have definitely gotten the role reversal going on there. So. <laughs> So, okay, now that you have been part of the publishing world, the publishing side of it, are there things that you wish readers and reviewers knew that, you know, that they just aren't privy to? Or things that you wish you had um, known before you got into that side of it? Well, I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot on this journey. In fact, I was just talking about it with this new team of people that I get to work with at Shadow Mountain about some of the things that I've learned. Um, in this role. Uh, and I think you always do in any job. I feel like there's always things that you learn. Okay, no, never do that again. Or um, <laughs> we should do that again and we should put more money into it. Um, but I feel like at least for readers, I mean, I know that I, I really touched into the fiction world as I was selling books, but I, I did kind of, I don't know. I feel like I did before I came to work officially in the marketing uh, position, I did get very heavily involved in following authors and and becoming an influencer for them. And and there was a lot of there was a lot of fun in that. I mean, for me, getting a free book is always like what it's all about. Um, but for me, but for me, I feel like getting to know authors a little bit more and finding out that they're just real people with real lives, real challenges, same really the same as everybody else. 
And so I think it really opened my eyes to maybe how we respond to people um, when we read a book. And I'm going to talk about reviews here for a minute because that's really what <laughs> we do as an influencer. A lot of it is writing good reviews and, and being supportive um, of a book. But um, I think it's I think it's easy when we don't know people to be very critical and harsh. And I think that's one thing that really kind of has opened my eyes to working on this side of things. I get to see both sides. <laughs> um, and it's very important that when we write our reviews that we're honest and we're transparent. Um, I find it very helpful, even for somebody if they don't like a book and they give it one star, I can read the review if they're really open on, and, and clear on why they've done that. Um, it helps you still, it helps the, the consumer make buying decisions because I, I want to know if I'm going to spend $20 on a book, you know, I want to know if it's going to be a waste of money, you know, so they're very important. But at the same side, I've read a lot of really critical and mean reviews. And, and I think you don't need to be like that. You don't need to do that. Um, and so I think always trying to be helpful and constructive is great, but reviews are really important to authors. Um, but I think we can also still strive to be kind, even if we didn't enjoy something, you know? And so I think that's one of my biggest takeaways is, is like reviews are really, really important. I don't know if consumers or readers know how important they are. Um, and you don't have to write 50 page essay like right. it can be one line is all you need to do and and it can help um it really really does help and so um I would just say just to remember to be kind and also to to just write something like don't don't be thinking oh I want to review this book I bought on Amazon and then not do it because you think you've got to write paragraphs you really don't it can be yeah. I love this book it was great whatever whatever Amazon's minimum word count is <laughs> I know there is a minimum something you right. have to do when writing a review, but whatever. That, it's not long. It really isn't it's long. It's not long. It's like um, eight words or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, I do, I just think they're so, so important. I don't think readers know how important it is. And whenever I gift a book to somebody, I always say to them, I don't know whether it's just come about as my job, but I always say to them, please write a review like uh, on this book. And they, they, and usually the response is like, Huh? Like, why should I do that? And I'm like, because it really matters. It really matters. Helpful, yeah. It matters with the algorithms. It matters with sales. It helps the authors. But I just think, I just think it helps other people make buying decisions. Like when there's reviews there, uh, and and more of them, the better. So yeah, help an author out. Write a nice review. Be kind, uh, and and I think that's just great. But I I have loved that about influencing is you get to know authors and feel like your friends, and that is. That's the fun part that I think I've discovered through all of this. So, yeah, that's great. I think we could all say that as authors, too, that one of our favorite parts about being authors is getting to know each other and you have the connections yeah. that we have. So, yeah. yeah. And for someone who's an introvert, that has surprised me. <laughs> like, I actually like the people. What? <laughs> that doesn't sound that right. Happened. Yeah. I mean, social interactions are just really important. And, uh, you know, yeah. I you guys all know this, but everyone else listening does not. I have a child that's living in Korea right now and doesn't know the language very well. And it's like what we talk about every time. I'm like, what are you doing for social interaction? What are you doing to connect with people? Because there are people who will just sit in a room and never communicate. And maybe authors can relate to that because yeah. <laughs> uh, you do a lot of sitting in a room and, yes. and working on your own. 
And um, it gives opportunity for us to co- just connect with other people, which is great. Exactly. Yeah, this uh, endeavor lends itself to isolation. So it's kind of wonderful that we have these connections that help us escape that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a question I have had, <laughs> we're going to delve into the why this exact group of people, but I'm going to first ask you, because <laughs> you're the one who proposed the idea of an author podcast. So my question is, what was it that made you think of a podcast as something that would be interesting or good to try? Like what, what, what brought that to mind? What was it you were hoping a podcast would accomplish? Well, I have to say through my whole time um, working in marketing, it's quite clear to me that digital content is key. And so it's just where we are as a world. I mean, I don't remember the last time I sat down and watched daytime TV. And maybe that's just because I work. Um, But even if I'm sick or the kids are off, so I take a day off, I don't think I turn the television on. But I used to years ago um, Mm -hmm. to turn on the TV. Um, But what I do do have is a streaming subscription to music and podcasts. Um, And I think that's just where we are today. And so... And I really love to listen to a really good podcast. I don't like big, long podcasts that go on for an hour, an hour and a half, two hours. Sometimes I do. If I really love the content, then I'll listen to it. But I have to break it up into chunks because it's just too much. But um, there's value in digital content. And so we had the facility to do that at Covenant. We had wonderful studio. And I've got to give a shout out to Blair Leishman, who is our, who was the he still is over there at Covenant, but their audio engineer, he's just absolute genius. And he, I just, I knew that whatever I ask of Blair, I did other projects with him, that he just was all in and he, and he can get things done so quickly. He's so efficient. And so I was looking at the timing and I thought, okay, I, we, we focus a lot in this industry and probably a little bit in our own little nucleus of what we were doing as a company on a lot of nonfiction um a lot of like doctrinal and other things that to do with religion and not nothing really to do with the fiction and I love stories and so I feel like there's a lot of people out there that want to know the writing world and also just want to talk about fiction and stories beyond we read books right and the good ones we have book hangovers and then we have no one to talk about it with (laughs) I want to talk about it so um I I just it was just an easy it was an easy go to and then the four of you <laughs> I don't know I don't think you all knew I mean I knew that Sarah Tracy and Sean you knew each other very well and you were great friends but I didn't know how well you knew Esther but I adored Esther and I just thought she's just perfect mix to come in here and I have to say we t- I tease you and others tease you all the time about your your non I don't know what's the word to call this your your lack of desire in writing kissing scenes Sarah Tracy <laughs> And Esther, I know, is not afraid to talk about it. So I thought, I've got to throw her into this mix. That's how I made the cut. That's good. To know. <laughs> <laughs> it was all a ploy to get us to like kissing scenes more. Yeah. So here we are, three years later. I'm never going to win you them. over there. But I knew that <laughs> Esther just needed to balance this out. Otherwise, we'd have a podcast of. Oh, kissing scenes suck and romance sucks. <laughs> <laughs> romance authors, let's have someone who is happily excited about it. And that's why. I <laughs> that's oh, so man. funny. 
So all those other authors out there who love writing kissing scenes are now yes, thinking yes. they totally missed the boat. <laughs> yeah, all they had to do was send a resume in, I guess, and then they would have right. had the opportunity. Yeah. yeah, I just didn't know. It just would have been a really long kissing scene. <laughs> yeah, that, that is the resume. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know. I tease you guys about it, but you know, you guys are fantastic. You you do incredible incredible work. So, but yeah, there's you've got to have balance in anything and. Uh, Really brings that to you three. Well, I just remember when you first brought it up. I'm sure that I looked like deer in the headlights. Like you want us to do yes. what? <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I remember that call. I was sitting in the basement on my couch, and I had the four of you on there, just hoping and praying that nobody was going to tell me where to shove it because. <laughs> Because I knew, I knew that it's it's a hard thing to put yourself out there full stop, which you already do as authors, but to now, it's like next level, right? you know, because sharing oh, yeah. so many things and being vulnerable with what you do, and so that's hard. So I was nervous, very nervous, but so excited that you guys Well, you did us a huge service because truly, especially during COVID, it was such a joy for us to be able to connect this way oh. with each other and oh. with our readers and... Um, and on, honestly, if we go too long between podcast tapings, we actually miss each other. <laughs> so it's just, we've really formed a strong friendship because of it. We had one already, but it's just gotten stronger. Yeah. So I actually met Esther on that first call. That was where we yeah. met the first time. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah. Because wow. you all knew each other, but I was yeah. the odd person out because I don't write historical. <laughs> yeah. Or live wow. in Utah. I, and, yeah, I was gonna say, and it's your location a little bit too, I yeah. think. Mm -hmm. But yeah. When I was newer, then I'm getting to be a little bit older now. <laughs> Newish in the Don't publishing call it older, more established, more, more established <laughs> now. Yes. Yeah. You can go all the way to geriatric if you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, I have to say the four of you have definitely um grown in a lot of confidence since those early days. Do you remember, I just, now you guys do it completely independent of a studio, but back then you were in a booth and I was on the other side of the wall. I couldn't even see you the way the setup was. I was just on a couch, mm -hmm. but I had this foot pedal and headset that Blair gave me that was basically, he said, if you press that, they can hear you. <laughs> but there was a few times where I had to cut in and be like, you're gonna have to say that again. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I didn't do it too much, but I feel like we had a bit of that in the beginning. I don't know. I, yeah, yeah. No, I feel like at the did. beginning. Yeah, we were, you guys yeah. are pros now, complete pros at podcasting. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like if you were still involved, you'd be pushing that pedal still. Like, um, <laughs> why did you say that? Yeah, maybe just to annoy you. I don't know if I'd be doing it for technical reasons. <laughs> like, wow, guys, you are way off topic. <laughs> Bring it back. <laughs> I don't think Amy would bring us back. I think she would keep us off topic. <laughs> so, yeah, we'd be going down that road. Yeah, it's the brand, man. I was Esther last night, and she's and I and I knew I had to pick up a child at two o'clock, and I was like, "Do you think we can get this done in an hour?" And she's like, "Well, it depends." Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, "That's kind of where we are when we get together." So um, exactly. yeah, so it's it's yeah. definitely you guys have definitely a great uh, you know just just have a great rapport with each other. And I think that is very, very important, you know, to be able to have good conversations. And they're great conversations. I love listening to them. I'm still listening. <laughs> Even though I'm not there in the booth and part of your show anymore, I still listen. <laughs> so 
So we have to be careful about what we say about Amy is what I'm hearing. So. <laughs> yeah, because then I might never talk to you again. But no, they're, they're great. You, your, your episodes are great. There's, the content is fantastic. And, I, and here's the thing. When you're coming up with an idea, you have to be thinking, do we have content that we can talk about a lot? Because, you know, you don't just start a podcast and do five episodes, right? Otherwise, it's just a series. It's, you know, it's got to have longevity in it. So, you know, you're very good at coming up with new things. That's for sure. Thank you so much, Amy. Like, and I think I speak for all of us that even though we might have been a little bit hesitant when you brought up the idea, um, we're really grateful you forced us to make a podcast. We didn't think of it ourselves, that's for sure. But it's been so much fun and I've loved getting to know everyone better and I love our conversations. I think it's brought, it's taught me a lot and um, I'm just really glad we're here. So thank you so much for coming today, Amy, and um, being a part of this again. We miss having you as part of our recording sessions like you were at the very beginning. So those were the good old days, but um, we're glad that you started us off on the right foot and got us going. Um, for those of you listening at home, we just like to ask, like, if you, I assume a lot of your readers or writers, if you got a job title in the book industry like Amy has, um, what would you want to do? What would your job be as a book in the book world? So thanks again for joining us. And we'll see you again next time on Between the Lines. 